Oh, hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to thy podcast yet again. I'm here with the main man, Pistol Pete Hooley. Mate, good to be here. One week left of the cup and a lot going on. A lot of, a lot of money up for grabs this week. Mm. I wish we could talk and jump straight into the on-court affairs. Oh, no. But oh, no. there's a familiar smell in the air, Pete. And no, it's not the six cans of Lynx Africa that I've lathered myself with pre-podcast. Yes. It's the usual Sydney Kings bullshit. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, Decal gate. Oh, no. Now, I understand that you're, of course, involved with the NBL, and as per workplace regulations, just like any other corporation in the world, you're not going to be airing grievances with issues on Twitter. Twitter. You could, if you had an issue with the NBL, if I had an issue with Sportsbet, I would go through the regulatory authority, go through the league, things like that. Probably wouldn't jump on Twitter and just start complaining. Now, that's what we're seeing with the decals. Mm. Now, I'm going to preface this. I understand there's an issue with the decals, a slight issue. Blown a little bit out of proportion, in my opinion. There's been slips. I was watching a EuroLeague game the other day. Jacob Wiley was playing the other day. I watched an international game as well. A couple of slips on decals. It's almost as if this issue could be FIBA-related and not as much the NBL. Because mm. the NBL has said that these are FIBA-related. This is a, the FIBA standard, the decals, which I am right to believe Tell you who I won't believe in this scenario because they've been caught out lying in the past. The Sydney Kings. Time and time again. Now, I don't know what the end game is for the Kings because if we just have a look back to what they've complained about during the year, and I'll tell you what, I don't want to take up half the podcast bringing up the issues. Refs, ownership, governance, broadcast, media coverage, COVID response, grand final COVID response, and even Indigenous round got a damn whack from the Sydney Kings. Now, for a team with such good on-court talent at the moment, probably, in my opinion, the best coach in the league up and coming. If I was a team building and I wanted any coach, it'd be Adam Ford. I want any up-and-coming guard at the moment, DJ. Bang, I'll take him. Geordie Hunter, you've got him working with Luke Longley. You could not ask for anything better and we're seeing it on court. This team is ravaged on court with injuries and still winning games. But now we get the usual bullshit, the usual off-the-court bullshit, and I'll start off with Bryden's lawyers. We'll just kick it off with that one. Fantastic PR play. Beautiful work by Bryden's lawyers. Personal injury law firm. Marketing play. We're going to take our decals away. Sydney Kings. Yep. Great. I would be very surprised if there is a single cent less going into the account of the Sydney Kings with those decals coming off the floor. And I'm happy to be proven wrong with that. Happy to be proven wrong. But I'm almost certain that they're still getting the same. Bryden's lawyers like fantastic marketing ploy, fantastic public play. We're going to leave it at that. I don't think a cent less is going into the account of the Sydney Kings for the sponsorship. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. This is your spiel. This is your spiel. Maybe unfair for me to bring that one into you there because I understand it's a workplace. As I said, you're not here to comment on the decal sort of stuff. But workplace health and safety. Now, if I have an issue, if you have an issue, Twitter is not the place to be airing this. The NBL has copped nonstop criticism because of the Sydney Kings constantly going to Twitter, airing these public grievances. There is a way to do this. If you have an issue with the decals, go through the regulatory authority. You're screaming workplace health and safety, this, that, and the other. If it's workplace health and safety, then go through the regulatory authority. If I have an issue, if I feel unsafe here at Sportsbet, if you feel unsafe at wherever you are, I don't go on Twitter and start complaining about it. I'm going to go through the regulatory authority. And I'll tell you what's probably happened. If they have gone through that, they've said, well, these are FIBA quality. And that's the end of it. The NBA, and, and well, not the end of it, because there clearly is an issue. And I think there's an issue with the FIBA standard. FIBA needs to come in and say, okay, well, this is clearly players are slipping around, moving about a little too much. Now, there's been no injuries so far. Touch wood. 
no injuries so far. Have you, has there been many incidents where there is the possibility of a major injury? There's been slippages on other parts of the court. But it's the Twitter thing that gets me. And it's the Sydney Kings time and time again where there's an issue where they come at Larry Kesselman. I don't think this is about the decals at all. Just like I don't think it was about the ownership, about the governance, about the broadcast, the media coverage, Indigenous round. It's about undermining Larry Kesselman, the same man who, if he wasn't around, we would be playing in front of 1,500 people at the State Nepal and Hockey Centre. I can remember going to these games back in the day. The best thing about them was the damn chicken and chips up at the State Nepal and Hockey Centre. There was barely anyone there. The atmosphere was not great at all. Then Larry Kesselman comes over and saves this league through his own back pocket and continues to bleed cash doing so because of situations like COVID and all that and the other. Now, you've got Paul Smith, Andrew Bogut, the Sydney Kings, constantly, every single, for the last 12 months, it's been nonstop, undermining the league at every single opportunity possible. Now, the league works so hard. We don't have journos that go out and, okay, we need to find some good stories about the NBL. This is an AFL-run world. Bit of soccer in there as well. They will look for anything to tear down this league because it is basketball is a growing sport. It's competition to the viewership of other leagues. So they will look for any opportunity to tear this down. So the league has to go on an upward trajectory. You know, we have paid media people, Liam Santa Maria, other guys who do a fantastic job. And of course, they're not going to comment on this sort of stuff. But when you've got the Sydney Kings constantly going out to the media, going out to other things, Twitter, undermining the league time and time again, what's the end game there? Because clearly if you have an issue with every single one of these things, you take that up with the league. I just feel like I'm talking to myself right now. Mate, <laughs> I learned my lesson when I come in. I see yeah. you're all worked up. And, and I understand you know, that. I let you have your say because when you're all worked up, you, as you see, you get fired it's the up. Boy, and- it, it's the boy who cried wolf. And, and it just angers me because it doesn't feel like any of these issues are actually about the issues anymore. It feels like it's a barb at Kesselman. And that's what it is. You see like the cupcake stuff that Bogut was posting the other day. It's just ridiculous. Like, oh, I want to get a share a cake with him, all that sort of stuff. It's just ridiculous. And it's constant. The Sydney Kings have such a good product on court. And they ruin it time and time again with just complaints, complaints, complaints with no solution. If you're that angry with the decals, go to the regulatory authority. There is levels above the NBL that can deal with this sort of stuff. Workplace health and safety, if it's that much of an issue. And just saying, oh, remove the decals. That ain't going to happen. That's a $2.5 million loss for the NBL. Who's going to foot that bill? These are FIBA quality. There's not much else you can do in that standard. And the NBL still going out of their way to try to fix that, testing this stuff. But I know that other team owners, other teams are getting annoyed by the Kings constantly undermining the league at every opportunity possible. And I just don't understand the end game with this. Because the decals get fixed. Okay, let's say, and does it even really need to be fixed that much? Something happens with the decals, whether it be painted on, whatever it is, but the NBL is actively trying to do that while trying to run the NBL Cup in the middle of a pandemic. That's what they're trying to do at the moment. And I'll tell you what, clubs are getting a bit of cash through this thing anyway. So the NBL Cup is a good result for the league in general. But you know what? They'll come at that as well. They'll come at the scheduling, the refs, every single thing they can think of. As I said before, even Indigenous round. No one is safe when it comes to the Kings. Constantly just complaining with no solution. Bogut's a member of the Players Association. What's happening there? If you've got an issue, if it's that bad, don't play. Step away. Go on strike. If players are that worried about these decals that they're slipping around, then work out a way to air those grievances. But as per every single workplace, you don't do it on Twitter. You don't come out here and just start tweeting all the decals. Didi Luzada gets dropped on a crossover by Udo Barber. Just clean dropped. Bang, ankle breaker, you're on the floor. We see on Twitter that it's decals. You watch that replay. There's no decal involved there. He got crossed up, and that's what we're at. I'm surprised Mason Peatling didn't just jump on after he got dunked on by Matty Hodgson. Oh, decals, decals. <laughs> 
But it's just I get annoyed time and time again that we've got a man in Larry Kesselman that has saved this league. Saved it. And I don't say that lightly. This league was dying before he got involved. And he's worked his ass off. The guy could do whatever he wants. He's got enough money to do whatever he wants. But you know what? He works hour after hour making sure this league is as good as it can get. But no, we've got one club out there that just continues, continues to undermine everything about the NBL. I'll tell you what's interesting. Who's leading the NBL Cup right now? Perth. The Perth Wildcats. How much bullshit have we heard out of the Perth Wildcats over these issues? None. Not a single bloody peep out of the Wildcats, the classiest organisation in Australian sports. Yet the Kings, time and time again, rah, 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 just running their mouth on every issue without a solution. If you've got an issue, take it to the right bodies. But as per any corporation, any workplace, you don't start ragging the employer somewhat. It's probably not as much an employer relationship. But you don't start ragging the authority on Twitter. That's just basic. So don't run to the media and start crying, oh, blah, 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 like, we can't talk about decals. Yeah, you can talk about decals. Just do it in the right avenue. Don't go crying on Twitter, grandstanding with sponsors, that sort of stuff. So I'll tell you what, I hate to get the podcast started off on a negative note, but it is. I'm pissed off and I'm annoyed that time and time again we have to deal with this shit from the NBL. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you stretch the hammies, have a little cool down there from, from the start, but... The only thing I'll say with this is we've spoke about the decals for the last few weeks. Like it's nonstop. Everybody's talking about them. But when it comes to the on-court product is that's why you even see it. But I'd rather you be able to just see exactly how well they're playing. And that's exactly what you oh, want to see. So they well. are the, the young, like DJ is playing. The injuries they have, everyone wrote them off. And the way that they're playing. I wrote them off completely once Xavier Cooks went down. Is Egg on my face. And, but it's, it's insane. That's why I want to focus on that as well, is how good they're playing, how good these up-and-coming stars are, what they're managing to do on court. As a 40 is, I agree, I think he's one of the best, if not the best up-and-coming coach that we're going to see. So 100%. And that's where I'm, I'm at. And we've talked about the arrest of the issues nearly every week now because it's because of this. It's been on Twitter that everything has to be touched on. That's all we talked about. And I, I don't have a decal solution, which is why I'm, I'm not going to throw it out there. I don't have an answer because I don't have $2.5 million to have I'll tell, an you, I'll tell you what the solution is, what the NBL is doing. Yeah. Test it, work out ways. They've got extra court wipers out there working on it because this stuff isn't just an NBL issue. So don't come to me and say, oh, this is just the NBL is doing this. Air some grievances with FIBA. Yep. If you, if you want to talk about FIBA quality and whether that should be accepted. Well, I've seen the three. They got Now they've got three, the towel wipers who have to get on there every time. And they've got the extra people out there. They're doing Jeez, everything they're they can working in this hard. situation. But they, I'll tell you what, yeah. right now we have an absolute spotlight on this issue. Yep. Absolute spotlight by none other than Sydney Kings as usual, who just choose, you know what, where's the best place to air our grievances with social media? Mm. If I'm the boss of the NBL, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm saying we're dealing with this issue. But don't go ragging the league on social media because journos, mm. media will take any little inch and take it a mile when it comes to tearing down the NBL. Mm. That's what they want to do. That's been the agenda the whole time with media. The NBL has to fight, fight, fight for every single inch of positive publicity. There's guys out there that do a great job of this, like Roy Ward gets it in the age, Liam Santa Maria, another fantastic guy when it comes to NBL media stuff. But you're just given absolute bait to people when you start making it, calling out, oh, it's a bush league, it's this, it's that. Shut up. Just shut up. And I hope that's the last time we ever have to mention another complaint from the Kings. Because I'm fine with complaining, but just do it on the right avenues. Don't get out there on Twitter and you get dropped by a crossover, decal, decal, decal. I like fired up, Felix. I like it. That's not even fired up, mate. I was fired up before we got on here. Yeah, you were. You were. Well, anyway, (laughs) from decal gate, hopefully that's the last that we hear of it. NBL Cup standings. Oh, oh, and we get to talk about a classy sporting organisation in the Perth Wildcats who currently lead the standing. Who would have thought? 
Not me. Oh, honestly, not me. Not me either. It is outstanding what they're doing. And well, look, yeah, go for look it. Look at the standings right now. So we've got Perth 29.5 again, this weird quarter system setup, which I actually don't mind. I'll tell you why I love it in, after you've gone through the first. The top four are the only ones. Top four are the only, only ones with a chance yep. at the moment. So it is 29.5 Perth, Brisbane 25.5, Melbourne 25, Sydney 23. So the remaining games coming up, you look at Sydney taking on Illawarra. That's a, the way Illawarra are playing, that's a potential for a four-quarter win there from yep. Sydney. So they can skyrocket up the rankings there. Brisbane, probably going to take Brisbane in that matchup. Brisbane are playing on absolute fire right now. We're going to touch on that later. Perth are the ones that I like here against Adelaide. Mm. That's a potential four-quarter win the way that they're playing. New Zealand, mm. Mm, starting to come up, but I reckon if Perth knuckle down, they can again win that. I can't see Perth losing it from here, 29.5. An extra 150K in the bank can go towards a third import. I reckon they've already probably got 200, 300K stored oh. up in case they needed to get one. And it's only a half season that they're going to be playing for, remember? Yeah. So they can probably get in a stud if they can get that 150K prize money. You, we looked at their roster, and I was saying, I think everybody was, they're missing Tariqa White, they lost Nick K. So how do they fill the void? Todd Blanchard, we know Todd Blanchard is a great player, but... He just fits into this system perfectly. And they just, we, we say breed success, and it's a weird way to talk about it, but you've got young guys, Jared Bairstow is coming in, guys who just play their roles, and that's all they care about. They come in, crash the offensive glass, they knock down threes with confidence. Trev just gives them this confidence, and it's insane what they can do. That game against the Hawks was the most clinical game you're ever going to see from an organization going up against the Hawks who, we'll, we're going to talk on it probably next, but I had the Hawks winning the NBL Cup, so I, I'm a bit shocked with all this. And the way they performed against the Wildcats, I was like, wow, does this say more about the Hawks or does this say more about how good Perth are right now? But I think, yeah, with the, the games that are left to go, I think Perth are going to be the ones who probably go home with that money. Yeah, I, I think it's very, very tough if, to look, but I think we could probably put the line through Sydney there with the games coming. Melbourne, you can expect anything. If Melbourne turn up to play, which they haven't been turning up mm. recently, they've even won games where I thought that they probably should have lost. Well, they're playing Phoenix, who if Brockhoff plays 10 minutes or whatever. They can lose a couple of those quarters, which might hurt them. But this is what I talked about, the quarter points that I love. Perth lost to Brisbane, right? And they lost by three points or four points, whatever it was. John Mooney, instead of launching a half-court three with three seconds to go, took it, attacked a wide-open layup as hard as he could. They won that quarter by one. Yeah, see, it's stuff like that. So it's if they win 150K by literally one point or half a point, John Mooney needs an extra couple grand going his way because he literally, <laughs> everyone else just stopped playing. He's like, no, nah, I'm going. And they won that quarter by one. Lost the game. But they won that quarter by one. Beautiful stuff. The Wildcats, the classiest organization in sports as usual. Now, did we jump the gun on the Hawks? Yeah. Well, Ooh, no, we did. preseason, we didn't have them there because I didn't have them in. I had them on the cusp. Yeah, but there was a lot of talk also. that this team was going to be able yeah. to challenge United and stuff like that. Now, I'm, I'm going to jump in before you get started here, but... I don't really rate performances in the NBL Cup as, as as much waiting on the season because it's a different environment for everyone. I think everyone's getting a taste of what New Zealand have to deal with true. all year. True. And we saw how much New Zealand struggled at the start of this. They've started to come a little bit better right now ever since Lamar Patterson's just taken a seat back, which is tough to fathom with how good Lamar Patterson is, but it just seems like that group, there's a little more, few more shots to go around, a little more cohesiveness right now the way they're playing. And I think they'll still continue that when Lamar Patterson comes back in. I just think they need a little spark, a few more guys to step up. That happens when you have a superstar of Lamar Patterson's calibre step out of the roster. You look at guys that stepped up, Sam McDaniel when Goulding went out of the Melbourne roster. I think that helps them in the long run. You get some burn into these guys. Mason Peatling, another guy. But I don't know. I think it's more that when we saw the Hawks rolling, everyone was up and about. But now I think 
it's being masked by the NBL Cup, but teams are scouting them. And I, I think preseason, people are like, hey, we're going to watch Tyler Harvey. We know what he's going to do. Jessup's the next star. We're not sure what he's going to do. Dengadel, we we got to shut him down. He's going to be a beast coming in as that big offseason signing. He's been inconsistent. Now teams have realized if we just put all our emphasis on either Tyler Harvey or Justinian Jessup, everything else falls apart for the Hawks. And that's what's happened. Everyone time a team is zoned in on Jessup made his night tough. Harvey has to do everything himself because Dengadel has been very inconsistent. He had a great game at the State Basketball Center, struggled in the one against Perth. What's their next option? Like, what is their go-to if their superstar scorers, their lefty scorers aren't filling it up? What what next? Justin Simon's not going to have 25 points a game. So, I, and I the thing, thing was that first game of the year. Emmett came off the bench, played 20-something minutes, and had a massive impact on the game. He's barely playing now. He's only playing a few minutes here and there. Sam Froling's most improved player of the league. Bairstow's been oh, great knocking down threes. Hold up. Did you say Sam Froling most improved player in the league? Well, that's what we said last week. But Holding on to it. That's a big call. Why is that making in stack years? I think it helps with JLA. Little under the weather at the moment. But. Yeah, but I, I think what Sam Froling's been doing is tremendous he has. In the conversation. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of players. So, but I we'll get on to the next topic because talk about holding <laughs> talk about holding on to something. Go on, throw out the next topic. I'm oh, here up. we go. In play or out of bounds? Are Brisbane Bullets title contenders? Now, I was listening to the broadcast during this week, and John Casey. I, I thought that he got caught off guard mm. when they asked, "Who do you think is going to win the championship?" He goes, "Oh, or right. well, who do you think is going to be a, a contender at the end?" I believe it was something along those lines, yeah. and he goes, "Brisbane Bullets." And then I think it was Gaze. He goes, what? Yeah. Why? And then he sort of started reeling off. Some it seemed like he got caught off guard. And I, when I heard that, I was like, what? Doesn't sound so stupid now, does it? I reckon John Casey might have a point here. Brisbane Bullets playing unbelievable basketball at the moment. And as he stated, we've still got a bit to see from this unit. This, the thing that I like about this group is this is the first year that we've sort of seen Lamanus drama-free in a way. Since there was the boomers' departure, there was the year after that where you're still dealing with a couple of hanging on sort of issues from that. And now, bang, we've got Lamanus full focus, mm. blinkers on, wink style, going at the Brisbane Bullets. And I like it. They're playing good basketball. Nathan Sobey is playing out of his mind at the moment. Vic Law, unbelievable. We've still got a bit to see out of Orlando Johnson. So I don't think this team has peaked yet, but it is a long season. Long season, but I'm hoping I think it's in play because preseason, when we went through all our picks and we had a smoky and I said the bullets you laughed at me <laughs> and here's why because they, they struggled early but here's why I think they are especially in a series you know how long the season is it's compacted there's still so many games to go their depth every team has depth but a lot of them are young guys you got you're getting tested now. We're having to play a lot of DPs teams. Their depth are guys who have been in the league for a long time now. You saw Jason Gaddy came in, lighted up against United, had uh, 19 points off the bench. Matt Hodgson is arguably playing his best basketball right now in a role that's different to him coming off the bench, which suits him because he doesn't get in fouls early and he plays, he finds out how the game's being officiated, goes out there and he's dominating. You talked about Vic Law. Nothing needs to be said about Vic Law. He's a dead set superstar. Nathan Sobey, we know he's a superstar. What impresses me most about this year is I've never seen him play under this much control. We've seen him. He's a very radical player sometimes. He takes a lot of un, uh, bad shots in the past. Everything he's doing, right, he is leading by example. He's taking good shot after good shot, getting players involved. When they beat the Wildcats, half the time he was chasing around Bryce Cotton. Bryce still went off for 28, but made him work for every single And that's bucket. the biggest thing with Bryce Cotton. Bryce is going to get his. He's, he's going to get his. He's going to get, get 25 he's to 30 almost every yeah. game. You've just got to make him work for it. Is Nathan Sobey up there in the MVP discussion? As of right now, yes. If Brisbane continued this yes. role, then I really can't see any complaints because he's doing it both ends. That's, and, and, that's, and as you say, he's maybe it always anything. doesn't. 
you know, result in guys having low scores. But when you got to work for it, that's different. Well, this is what we talk. All the awards are always going to be like media driven and, and voice. So I'm glad that we're starting to talk about it now. So yeah. there's more of a spotlight on it as we move forward. If there so- is because Brisbane's another one that easily gets lost. You look at Sydney, Perth, Melbourne are always in the media. Yep. Southeast Melbourne a little bit more just as a Melbourne team. A lot of the media is based in Melbourne and driven out of that. I can understand some of the calls, the NBL, that sort of stuff. Mm. Because a lot of the media is based in Melbourne. So Southeast Melbourne are always going to get a little bit of coverage, but Brisbane do sneak under the radar and it'd be an awful shame if Nathan Sobey continues this way. Oh, if he continues and doesn't no, feature if he in that MVP this way, discussion. If he continues this way, he's in the discussion, no doubt. Yeah. He's, love it. yeah, I love what they're doing. Hot or cold, DJ over Casper to win the game. Are we are we going with a new segment kind of here? I'm saying right now, hot because he's a baller. Absolutely. He's a flat out bucket. Unbelievable. He's so poised as well. Now, we forget that guys like Jack White and DJ have played four years at mm. ACC level basketball, mm. high level, playing good minutes. They've played at around about an NBL level for four years. Yep. But DJ has just come over and seamlessly fit into the point where he is the most poised player in that lineup. He's an NBL all first team discussion Dude, he's a, he's towards a, he's, the end of this year. Like let's, a, let's put rookie of the year out. That's wrapped up. That's sewn up. He's rookie of the year. He's playing like a six year pro. Still a long. Season to go. Yeah. <laughs> so wrapping up but he's playing like an yeah. absolute pro, but it's his poise. Yeah. I'm with you. And he's not getting carried away, you know, after he scores, which I'm fine with. But he's just so, so poised. Mm. And every time he gets the ball, as a better who loves to bet over and unders, mm. I get scared when I've got the under and he's got the ball <laughs> late, late in the game. He's a bucket, man. So he's an absolute bucket. Mm. NZ to hub in Tasmania. Hot. I like it. Love it. But they can't get home. We know what's going on over there. They have a chance to just call that their home. And what's going to be good is... Tassie people are going to get the chance to go and watch some basketball at Leeds into this year NBL. and just adop- um, adopt them as their team until the Jack Jumpers come in, which I think is great because they need that support. And, and I've seen it here. Teams getting, uh, fans are getting around them because they know what they're going through. So I'm hot. I love that. Yeah. All over it. Hodgson, dunk of the year. Do not say cold. Cold. Oh, can we get the footage of that dunk? Yeah. Just to jog your memory here. If you want to find the emphasis on this Brisbane Bullets win and the way that their season is going, it is firmly planted on the forehead wow. of Mason Peatling right there. Oh that is, oh, that looks like a UFC ground pound if you were to flip that photo around right there. <laughs> that is absolutely butchered. Hang that one in the Louvre. Oh, but cold, and here's why. Because he got lucky, really, that Mason Peatling oh. was going in there. He was always going to dunk that the way you he was going to You can say that with it. anyone. They got lucky because someone contested. It's it's definitely in the conversation, but Cam Oliver, I believe, is the dunk of the year because he had to go through two guys who went up and two athletic, longer guys, and had put one of them on the floor. I think Cam Oliver's is still better, but that was – I was calling that game that – Shocked me, and that is exactly what you want as a pro athlete to have that picture to put up every single year for three. That is ridiculous. I know that the NBL is not big on trading cards and that sort of stuff, but bang, make that that one. one. Mason Peatling, young fella, love the kid. Oh. Just bad, bad timing. That's a tough one in your you first You were never going to block that. Was- that one is getting sent around the group chat for sure. Anyway, Wildcats, the best sporting organisation in Australian sport. Right now? Right now. Yeah. Oh, ever over the last ten years, I actually who has researched. had more sustained success than the Wildcats? I'm going to say it for you, Pete. Hot. I, I'm hot on it, but I actually looked it up. There's a website that does all these random scores that gives it out, oh. and they, it was Melbourne Storm were thrown ah. up there. So Melbourne Storm, but you look. Uh, no, 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 no. Melbourne Storm breached the salary cap. Well, no, no, that, they're out of it because that. I love the Storm. Yeah. In terms of an NRL, st- yeah. I go for the Storm. So do but I. To be transparent on that mm. one, the salary cap breach, all that sort of stuff. You can't include well, Melbourne no, Storm in that This one. is why I didn't like that list because the one of the lists had over the last 25 years as well 
And Perth Wildcats feature, I think they were like 14 and Melbourne United were 13. I was like, well, this doesn't well, work. Okay, no, that's ridiculous. So I'm with Perth. It's just what they're doing. It's just insane. That- no controversy. Win every single year. They pack the stands out consistently in a sport that has historically struggled to pack the stands in. Well, it's also... It helps that they want to be their own country over there, WA. Yeah, it does help. So it they're help just a like, bit. you know what? It's us against the world. Diverse. Jack Bendat doing a fantastic job <laughs> But yeah, hot. Job it's, it's incredible. Hot. NBL should always be played on a public holiday when the situation presents Hottest itself. of the hot we're ever going to talk about. I don't, like, I'm with you. And I think when they put this schedule together, it should have been, okay, we've got to put the NBL Cup, whatever that round was, uh, round eight, I believe, just move it a day back just so we get that because... I don't know about you, but I, I did nothing yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, I got I got heaps done. Oh well, I mean, you could have gone to like the, that's the perfect yeah, opportunity. And I it's think perfect. There's, there's talks of Christmas Day game as well. Yeah, like well, shout out this. to Cam, shout out to Cam Luke pioneering that one, just pushing oh, yeah. every single I year. Think he's a lot closer than people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see it on Christmas Day again. There's this sporting fest. Yeah, because you got the Boxing Day cricket the next day, so let's get around that. There's always time. You just flick it on during Boxing Day lunch. The whole thing about the NBL and why I get so angry with the Kings at times is the whole thing about the NBL is getting this out to audiences that don't usually get it. Yeah. That's the thing because the quality is there. The product is there. If you go and watch the Kings play, if you just rock up to a Kings game and watch the Kings They're play. They're elite. Bang. This is yeah. fun to watch. Him when Jarrell Martin, Geordie Hunter, Duncan it. Goddamn playing that Twister while he dunks that, the ball. That's, that's another, another one up yeah, there. That's that would have been the dunk of the round, but then yeah. Hodgson comes and does that. But then you get distracted and they try to push this stuff to just lessens the league consistently in the media. So that's why I get annoyed at that one. But anyway, now this one, you decided to throw this one in. I don't know who's been saying this, oh, I think it's ridiculous. but I'm yet to find it. Calls for Gorgian to be sacked from the Boomers job. The coldest. We went from hottest, hottest to the coldest. Yeah, but who on cold. earth is saying oh, this? You know, keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. And I'm like, mate, I know that it's been a rough- That is the worst take of all time. It's been a rough couple weeks for the Hawks and I get the way they're playing as well. But that is the most- cold take we've ever seen. Didn't the Perth Wildcats lose like 10 out of 11 games and then and still then, make the finals? And they might have won it. And I think that was the... they scraped in. They scraped in. They've won so many, I get sick of talking about But uh, this is the NBL. Yeah. This yeah. isn't... You can go on streaks of losing New, Ze- New Zealand. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're winning yeah. games playing good basketball. No, I, I saw... In this there league. was a keyboard like, and I was like, come on now. Like, I've seen some... I hate going on Twitter because there's some rubbish always you on love Twitter. It. No, sometimes... But you're, you're a little fairy on Twitter. You love Ben prancing around with your wand. Good comment. Good comment. Yeah. I'm so proud of this person. Oh, this is so nice to see. It's give me none of that. That's not what the platform's for. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm not doing any of that. I'm. I'm all about the positivity, mate. Positivity going forward of everything. Ben Sitter. Or positivity. Or positivity. Well, I'll tell you what, there's some positivity coming from Pete. Not a huge amount from me because, once again, we're dealing with the same stuff that we have to deal with time and time again. But I'll tell you what, that's all we've got time for this week. Tune in next week. Hopefully, we just get to talk about on-court stuff. Gamble responsibly.